Welcome back to GMT Colo. I'm, I'm your host, uh, Joshua Gunner. Today we're on, we're, on, we're starting, still in Paritishi. We're going through the loss of Basra Bechol day by day. Today we're on Halacha Yudzayin. So, just to bring us back. Today, yesterday we were talking about the laws regarding the cow stomach. And how the, the issues we have if we put uh, milk to become cheese in a, a cow stomach. Right, we had the whole issue t- that it was forbidden based on taste if it's a kosher, a shchita kosher animal. But if it, it's a non-kosher animal, or it's not done shchita, the shchita is not done properly, completely forbidden. And the Rama said that was the reason why we'd have that's what non-kosher cheese is, because they're suspected of putting it in the non-kosher animals. So today we come to a really basic principle that underlines the whole chapter, and it's probably one of the most important episodes in our whole series. And probably the one of the most practical. So he writes, Habasar levado mutter, the chelif levado mutter. Cheese by its, uh, the meat by itself is mutter, and the milk by himself is mutter. Vi erush shnehen al yede bishel, shnehen. Both of them by themselves are fine, right? If you have kosher milk, obviously it's kosher. Kosher meat, obviously it's kosher. But once the two become mixed through cooking, they both become forbidden, which is a big chiddush in that everything else is like one thing is already forbidden, right? Like if something's one thing is ginasha, one thing is non-kosher animal, and there's a mixture. But this is a really unique example. I can't think of any. There's not so many other examples where both both things are permitted and they become forbidden. I I don't. Can you think of anything else in the Torah? Any other law that's like that? I can. Like there's Yom Kippur or Pesach, but there's really nothing else. Um, and it's important to note. So now the Ram is going to go into the details of how this works. What do we mean? By what does it mean by that they have to be cooked together? When both of them are cooked together, or the other case, one of them is warm and the other one is warm, and one falls into the other one, or the thing that's at the bottom is cooking is warm, and then a cold thing falls into the warm thing and absorbs the heat. Of all, let's say you're cooking cheese and the cheese on uh, that is cold, see, so but a big hot piece of meat falls on the cheese or the the meat is cold and the hot cheese falls or hot milk falls on the meat what, what do we do then kolaf habasar kulu shinaga hashar we peel the meat everywhere where the milk touched it and you eat the rest you, if they're both cold, and one falls into a cold thing, you wipe the area of the piece and you eat it. Okay, pretty straightforward. So, what what are the basic things that we learn from this? First is that if I if I'm eating a bagel, I stick a, a kosher piece of meat in the bagel, right? That's only yisur derabanan. The basic principle of this whole section is derech bushel aser min hatorah. This is a statement of Ravis in the Gemara that the way of cooking, that's the only thing the Torah forbids, right? It says, 
Bishel Basar Becholov. It's not, we, we refer to the Halacha as Basar Becholov, meat and milk, but it's really not meat and milk. No, it's Bishel Basar Becholov. Everything else is De Rabbanon, besides Bishel. And so the Ram started his chapter with that, and now we're returning to this big theme, because after that he's going to be talking about all these different interactions of meat and milk. So that means everything like, if I have a piece of meat and a piece of milk at the same time, they'll run. Or just eating, and this, uh, the big thing is, what if I have a piece of meat and then I wait and I have a piece of milk? That's not, there's no deraisa with waiting one hour, waiting six hours, waiting a whole day. No, that... There's no deraisa on any of these principles. The only thing that the Torah asserts is derech bishul. What is derech bishul? So there's that's what the Shulchan Aruch says. So there's controversy. Is is microwaving count as cooking? We mentioned this principle earlier. It's a machlokus if it counts as cooking or not. Rav Moshe Feinstein says it does. Then what about frying? Does frying count as cooking? Some people say yes. Some people say no. But does uh, does boiling count as cooking? There's all these different sub principles. What is cooking? What is bishul? And and the Shulchan Aruch defi- defines that that it, what it really means when we're talking about bishul is that if it's in a it's in a kli rishon, so it's a kli on a, on a fire. And the Taste is can, is absorbed in in all of the food and it ushers it. So that's what we really mean by bishul. If it's it's on a fire, and that's a, called the kli rishon. Is on a fire. The second case that the Rambam asked for it is called the kli sheni, right? Where if one thing's hot, one thing's cold. Kli sheni is where you have something that's already cooked and you put it in a different pot, so it cools down a lot faster because the heat's not being supported. And the Rambam deploys a principle out here, which appears in Psachim, which is another example of how the Rambam's genius, how he draws things together, is he takes his principle from Psachim, and all this is really in Kulin in one chapter, and there are only a few Dov, and he brings this principle, and he, he saw it, he looked at it, he brings it over, it's called Titea Gavra, there's a Machlokus Rav and Shmuel. If the, which do we follow for temperature, right, we have a principle in science, he goes to cold. But what about like the case, do, if we have two substances, one's hot, one's cold, do we follow the substance that's on the bottom or the top? So the halacha, it's a machlokus between Rav and Shmuel. It's the, the, according to Shmuel, we follow what's on the bottom. So if the bottom is hot, then it goes, then the, it, the heat travels up. But if the top is hot and the bottom is cold, then there's no iser because the heat doesn't travel downwards. Uh, I, I don't know how this works scientifically. You can't really measure it. But that's the basic principle that Shmuel establishes. is titea gavra. Gavar, that, that the bottom wins. So if the, it only, if the bottom is hot, is there an issue? Or if, But if the top is hot, right, then we would say that you, all you need to do is... Then, you, then you, the issue would be peel it. But if the top, if the bottom is hot, even if the top thing that falls is cold, that's the same thing as is cooking, right? The Ram says, and what are we saying in both things are forbidden? Either when you cook both of them together, or a cold thing falls into a hot thing. That's the same. But if a cold, but if a hot thing falls into a cold thing, all you need to do is peel. But and if they're both cold, you wipe.
And then the Ram continues. I, I, I'm sorry, we, we didn't go so far. Lificha, therefore, therefore, you're allowed to put meat and milk in the same bag together. So, it, 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 and it, just make sure that they don't touch. You wipe both of them. Why is he saying this? Because remember, the Isr de Araisa, it's only Bishal. So you're putting them next to each other, there's no Isr. If neither of them are warm, they're both cold, you're in a bag together. All you need to do is wipe it off to make sure there's no taste. So let's, uh, um, in, in the case of uh, Kli, Klisheni, it, it's the where it's, the f- food is hot, and then I guess the cold thing, the cold thing falls in. He says that there's some who say who's so it's not really the cold thing falls into hot thing, but in the case where it's not really hot because the when the Ram is referring to hot, it's referring to heat from a it's from continued cooking. So, but what if the if it's not really being cooked, it's just a hot substance cooling down, and the cold thing falls in. So there's a machlokis if it's you need to just wipe it or if you can it's enough to peel it and lechat chila one should peel it but the evid it's enough to to wipe the area this is all very practical and the Ramah says in the case of where a cold thing falls into a hot thing that if you you didn't uh, peel it and then you later cook the the meat that it falls into it's it's mutter betty evid. Because the then the cooking cleans off the thing, but the shach writes <laughs> he says that only applies if you don't recognize the piece of meat that the milk fell on, but if you know the piece of meat, even after bishel, you still have to peel it because it's only in the case where you're mixed up. And then here's the fascinating thing. The, when the Ram is talking about peeling in all these cases of hot and cold, he says, Kolef Habasar. Or Madiach uh, Habasar. He says, wipe the meat, wipe uh, or peel the meat. He doesn't say anything about the milk. Why? Well, obvious, you can't, you can't peel milk. Milk's a liquid, it's not a solid. And there's a difference in the whole principle, if you think about it analytically, on the, how it absorbs. Because the meat absorbs. Only what it touches, it doesn't, when it, when you touch something with the meat, it doesn't go through the whole thing. But milk is a liquid, so, so once something it pours into it, it's pours, it, it fills the whole object, and it has the whole taste. So therefore, um, the Akronim write that one requires bitl bashishim against that milk. Because since you can't peel the milk, therefore you need to get, still need the taste, so you need bitl bashishim. Next thing. So that... Oh, yeah. Um, so, next thing is that the the Shulchan Aruch writes that one. That one should be careful with. Um, so one that the one should be careful with uh, touching if there's an intermediate substance. So if one has meat, 
and there's a piece of bread you intend to eat with the milk. You shouldn't have the meat touch the, the bread that will be touching the milk. So that's, a, that's an additional Khumrah. And then the, the Shulchanah continues that the whole case of wiping is only when both of them are liquid substances. Because if they're dry, there's no need to wipe because the taste isn't going on from one to the other. And the Shulchanah writes that also that one should stay and be careful not to put two substances that would need wiping next to one another. And because you might forget to wipe, you might... But it says that things that are, you're accustomed to wipe before you eat anyway. I, I, don't, I don't know what those substances are. Since you're going to wipe anyway, there's no issue. Okay, thank you. Have a good day. Bye. I hope you enjoy learning. Uh, we're 16 down. We have 17 down. Uh, 11 more hilchos to go. So hopefully we, f- we finish very soon. Tell me what you're interested in learning next. Thank you. Bye.